0: Fuck. i should have got one of those poppy things so that i could do like the happy new year and it'd be like confetti you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah, yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about i have uh, no sassy quips get... for you that's my that's my new year's gift to you is, is a right, exactly. one one we free to, statement we
0: didn't we didn't get to do that actually do those things on new year's because chev was too busy putting shots in me
1: and um at least, uh, Chev yeah. didn't literally so, poison you. I don't the think next that's year. how it
2: went,
0: Mr. Stood at the bar for half an hour. It's because I am sadly, sadly, to the harsh reality of people who, who listen to this podcast and don't know what I look like, I'm sadly not a beautiful woman. So I, I was kind of low on the totem pole when it came to being served, even though I bet you I spent a lot more money than all those other people. So, all right, well, so that's not magic related
2: at all. Let's get back to the fun stuff
0: yeah yeah happy New Year, happy New Year's boys, the year of uh our Lord two thousand and twenty two new year yeah, there's something to be said. I don't know. there's some cool acronym that we could do, but it's it's not there. anyway, as you can see, we're off to a wonderful start. Nothing has changed. We still have nothing together, uh, but we're going to stumble through this just like we always do, and we appreciate you coming along for the ride. of course, the Ringers podcast, this is our fifty fifth episode. And uh, I'm your host, Jules. I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello! Oak. Yo. And Chev. Yo. It's been so long, I, I nearly forgot the preset words that I had uh, written down in front of me. But yeah, it is our new year podcast. So we're going to take a, a quick little look back at 2021. And we're going to project forward into 2022 because there's a lot of exciting things happening. And of course, we always need to make the wildest of speculations. But first, I have to surprise the boys because I have a little segment that I did not write down in the notes. It's the lightning round, the surprise lightning round where you must answer <laughs> in 10 seconds or less, or we'll move on to the next one. I will provide a category, and you guys will shout out what your answer is, maybe a little, little quip about said thing. All right. Sounds Ready? good. Uh, Ready? Well, go. Let's get it. What was your favorite episode that we did in the year 2021?
2: I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The first roast when we were still trying to figure it out. And uh, I think yep. I compared on backblade to taking him outside the barn and shooting him in the
1: head. Uh, Still hurts honestly. Uh, I'm a big uh, roast of the air dragon or uh, Christmas gifts. Mm. Oh, um, it was good to get presents.
3: I really liked the um, the elements episode, which I know we I made fun of us for spamming Avatar memes, but <laughs>
0: you know. oh, that was a great one too. One. I'm surprised that no one mentioned potentially our greatest episode of all time, the hottest takes in the multiverse. Mm. I think that was my personal favorite. But I think a close second was the uh Pimp My Deck of Zakama, Primal Calamity. Oh but, yeah. Uh, I mean that, that I feel one like that's had a the real most classic impact informative of 2021. episode for us.
1: Oh yeah, of course, but mm. it was still a great That was time. It, that shit was in twenty twenty
0: one. I was pretty sure that was in twenty twenty. Yeah, dude. It was like back in but... like uh <laughs> yeah, I was having no... April. April twenty fourth. Wow, that's
3: why I hesitated. Twenty twenty one. I don't know if this episode I'm about to say was it last year. <laughs> we've been, you know, this we've is been the in lockdown longest whole year
0: time. in human history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have our list of episodes in front of me, so mm. that I a little uh, bit, bit cheated. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheating. All
1: right, all right. Let me make round. the rules. Yeah. This isn't yeah. lightning yeah. enough. Yeah.
0: Favorite set. Favorite magic release last year. Oof,
2: Modern Horizons <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah easily
2: i think i think from from a sheer gameplay aspect of a lot of different pieces especially for underloved mechanics like i have a deck around minus one minus one counters and a deck around coin flips you don't see them as themes in sets very often so a set like modern horizons that fills this gap of a bunch of different cards that are all do one particular thing super awesome and i love just the the sheer amount of overhaul i can do on my decks when a set like that comes out
1: facts uh tie between commander legends and strixhaven
2: commander legends was 2020 all right, strict <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nice. My pick was Kaldheim. Gotta got love, got to love mm. that good metal Viking stuff. And of course, we wouldn't have the icy Manolith Greta herself if we didn't get Kaldheim.
2: I so. remember uh, when, when the Kaldheim spoilers were coming out, Julian and I were working downtown uh, in, in Saratoga, and we had went out to get lunch. Yep. And I was in a meeting, and Julian was watching the stream. And he was, like, quickly trying to show me things while I'm, you know, doing our morning stand-up. And that's when we found out there was going to be a whole set of Snowlands that enter tapped and are typed. And I remember being <laughs> super excited for that while, like, also trying to talk about software. It was a weird duality.
0: Yeah, I had, like, a little pen and, uh, like, a little notepad. And I was, like, just, like, writing things and, like, turning it to Chev. I was like, oh, fuck, Snowlands, uh! <laughs> <laughs> it was most, probably the most
2: hype, hilarious. like, spoiler season I remember of this year was the Caldheim one. Like, all the other ones were yeah. super cool, but that was the one I remembered most and was excited about. I agree with
1: that. Um, but sure. to clarify, I love Strixhaven because, A, more dragons, mm-hmm. and B, uh, I love what it did with uh, color pairs and yeah. the fact that it sort of breathed new life into those. That's very true. I,
0: I don't know if there's a hot take, but those were the best dragons of the year, and we had... A Dungeons & Dragons set. Oh,
1: Yo. son of a bitch, how did I not pick AFR? Uh,
0: <laughs> this was the year yeah, of the I'm, can, changing, can, I'm changing my answer. You can change my answer it. to yeah. AFR.
1: Mm-hmm. A- AFR was... It, it was too hot. There were so many good dragons in that set. It featured a lot of references to another game that I love. Uh, D8s and D12s are now magic items, which is just amazing. And D6s uh, and D4s. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole dice set, but... Uh, I don't know, something about D8s and D12s just speaks to me. I love those things. Yeah, but what about the D2? I have a whole deck what about, about it. D1. D2 is a coin, sir. What about the, that's D1? True. the D1? What about yeah, the D1? That, that's Wall. the
2: dream. That's the dream of the Oakown deck, is a D1. Always heads. D2s are chess have those are Those are just coins. It's a
3: ball. It's <laughs> got one face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, geez. It's now we're just playing sports. <laughs> All right, next lightning. Next lightning. Favorite other magic thing
2: of what 2021 just the, like some of, brand of the up. year
0: just just anything just a moment
1: uh a specific thing this oh is, the just, announcement of kamigawa Neon dynasty <laughs> oh <laughs> that's hot. when they told me that was happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> alchemy super excited have I, you I think played any something alchemy that since? wizards i have oh. not a bunch but i have and i've watched i've been watching a lot of alchemy streams mm. which Clearly makes me an expert. On right, of course. Um, the armchair yes, expert, I, some might say. Bro, if you think I'm not laying in my bed and watching that, listen, come on. <laughs> this is like the, the the throw blanket and the mound of pillows expert here.
1: But um, Julian, during a rope, if you're not watching shit in a big leather armchair... Oh yeah, cigar in rope. one
2: hand, whiskey in the other. Commenting on how a streamer's playing from the safety of your own home. Maybe a fedora tipped at a 45-degree angle. I
0: mean, this is my desk chair, but this is leather. And <laughs> I don't think it's... I, I'm not allowed to smoke in my apartment building, but... Uh, the, whisk that we <laughs> well, have, the whiskey. Well, Mama don't know, what hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know how sensitive these... Uh, these uh, They'll just come down are. and slap
2: you across the face the second you even <laughs> Seriously. put out a light. Oh, my goodness. I think my favorite thing for the year, um, and I'm keeping talking because I don't remember what it was yet, but it was probably uh, all of the... Um, lore that has been printed on magic.com. They've really tried to pivot from the novels uh, that weren't so great in the last couple of years. So getting a little bit more in depth into, into the history of these sets as well. And particularly it's not 2021, but the, the sort of return to Kamigawa they've been doing recently of all these like little lore bits that spoiler or not spoiler, we're probably going to get sagas again. Like it's the perfect thing. And all of these stories are ending with a giant, like longer than wide, art piece uh to explain the kami war to uh, explain uh to shiro and all those so i really like trying to dig deeper into it oh um and specifically these most recent stories have had like side stories right like we've only gotten a set to tell a story when we used to have a block so they add side stories in that come out at the same time to kind of breathe more life into these these settings and i really like that
3: my favorite magic moment was when Julian came to Boston Aww. and we won three drafts in a row. <laughs> Bruh.
2: And we then you woke on up fire. and found out it was all a dream, <laughs>
0: and saw Julian Noggy. next to me <laughs> <laughs> in why his bathrobe we naked. That was the real question. And then
3: we won three draft rounds for real. <laughs> <laughs> Julian was in his robe. <laughs>
0: six, six total. Six total. <clears throat> but seriously, the one.
3: the um midnight hunt draft just environment was was pretty lit i think like i, I don't know how much of this went onto to hex drinkers like social media but like i, I think at, we won at least like and when i say one i mean we went we had seven wins in the, mm-hmm. in the draft like at least three of them and i think they were all in a row and we might have done one the night before and i think we did a different archetype every single time maybe blue black twice but
0: yeah i think there were two it was i backs. think we had I think you and I had four wins total. We had two yep. blue, blue blacks, one black, white, and one green, green white. white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which the green was white great. was a surprise because we were yep. just like, just Throw playing mid range and yep. just hitting things. Yeah. That was good stuff. That, that was, was a good one. That was We, we did
2: a social media post for that. We put them all in a, a single Instagram as like a series of greats and had you guys on the end.
0: Last piece of the lightning round. And this might feed into, uh, what we're going to talk about for our, our main stuff. But, um, I don't want to say biggest disappointment of 2021 because I feel like in a year that was still dominated by COVID, it's unfair to call anything a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the biggest miss or the the biggest thing that you you thought had potential but just didn't quite get there or, or wasn't capitalized on.
2: For me, I think there's a very clear one, and it's um, unfortunately like it's coming out in 2022. But when the announcement kind of like hit home of what it was, uh, the what is it the feature. Double Feature, um, whatever the name of the, oh, yeah. the double Innistrad the, uh, one was. I was what, yeah.
0: what was it? The Silver Screen. Yeah, the Silver Screen.
2: I was super excited when they first announced it just by name when uh, Midnight Hunt came out. Because it was like, okay, we're paying homage to all these old monster movies. And in 2020, one of the things I did was go to the drive-in here and saw the original Mummy movie. And the original Dracula movie. Ooh. And the original uh, Wolfman movie. All absolutely fantastic especially seeing bella lugosi up on morphine like playing dracula most ridiculous experience in the world but movies are great and i was so i was expecting like dracula's in the public domain as we saw with Val. so some dracula art on these cards some like old school art but instead all of the cards from midnight hunt and Val are just getting black and white treatment so while that that should be good to to put out new versions of the card, hopefully reduce the cost of some of the more expensive ones. The fact that they weren't even grayscaled correctly, like the art is just with a black and white filter over the previous art. Like it's not meant to accentuate certain features or look more interesting in that black and white frame. So that was a real letdown of like, okay, I don't know who this product is for because not only is it the entirety of both sets just smushed together and not really customized at all, and there's no new art or interesting pieces about it. So... That was my biggest, like, I think there could have been a little bit more effort into the release, and it could have made it a lot more interesting. What is that release? Uh, it releases, I think, this weekend um, oh, with, with events at well, local okay.
0: game stores. Yeah, talk about just disappeared in the crowd.
2: Well, it comes out this week, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's not getting a lot of No, rejection. yeah, I know,
0: but I just, <clears throat> I completely forgot that it even <laughs> was, like...
2: Oh, uh, right.
0: We're just going. Anybody else? Um, Yeah, just go. Honestly,
3: mine was pretty much the entirety of uh, the entire set that is uh, Crimson Vow.
0: Hmm.
3: Didn't really like, like, almost anything about it. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) I don't care for vampires. Um, There weren't a lot of good EDH cards in that set. And I thought the story just... I I didn't really care, (laughs) to be honest. Like, I feel like they could have crammed that in Midnight Hunt into one... And maybe they should have, because I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. It, to me, it just felt like rushed, or just I don't know. They love it. Also, they did my man Odrick wrong by making him a vampire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, um, that was that was dirty.
0: Yep. You know, I would have liked it better if even if he was a vampire. I like the fact that he's got two colors now, but like just yep. make him actually do do a oh, thing yeah. as opposed yeah. to. Whatever that monster block of text that does nothing is. Yeah, I think it's like what make blood
2: tokens equal to a number of keywords or something like that. Yeah, basically. it's something yeah. like
1: that. It's yeah. it's, it's aggressively so unexciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love blood. Blood is one of my favorite
0: mechanics of like ever. I'm a glad you followed token. up that comment, Julian. I was a little bit worried. <laughs> <Of> life.
1: <laughs> <Blood>. Um. <laughs> um uh, yeah. You're sorry, right. Julian. Can you restate the question just so I can get I can get it exactly framed for myself? Um. Your something that
0: was the biggest miss or or the most disappointing, basically a a failure to capture
1: potential. Mm. I would like to, to some extent, contradict myself. Uh, I think that AFR was amazing and I loved it as a set, but it could have been done better specifically with regards to, um, a couple key cards. I think that Bahamut, uh, was done dirty specifically um i think that uh some of the dragons were just kind of big misses in that like uh like icing death it's you guys mentioned this when he showed up in the earth dragon deck you were like this card sucks and you're <laughs> right it shouldn't <laughs> yeah um, um there, there were just a couple big misses where unlike important legendary figures in afr where they they should have had hits yeah.
3: I want to hmm. say, sort of along those lines. I think the card wish is just like real a really poor translation from D&D. Eric,
1: yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. That 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 is another one. Uh, the dragons were just the first thing that came to mind. Um, oh, I also think the U cards should have been hmm. more playable so many of them were well, we found, a way, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, found a way to play them we found a way to play them and then wrote them out of that game <laughs> yeah that's very
2: true that's true yeah i do you Actually, think do I... you think there's a potential for fixing some of them with Baldur's Gate that comes out this year or i think like...
1: they're going to do Baldur's Gate so much better i mm-hmm. think they will have hopefully learned a lot of lessons and also Baldur's Gate is um like Uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms takes place very specifically in the Forgotten Realms, in, uh, like, that one of uh, D&D's multiverses. I believe Baldur's Gate is in a different one of D&D's multiverses. Uh, I might be wrong about that. Um, But, like, if anyone has played the Baldur's Gate games or anything, they're they're definitely a little darker. Like, Hmm. the main idea of that is, like, illithids and, uh, like, these brain-stealing monsters, like, pushing, like, society to the edge. Uh, it's a lot less focused on humans, so we're going to see a lot more, like, variety in creature type. Uh, I'm very excited to see what they do with Baldur's Gate, and I think that specifically in a Commander Legends, because it's Commander Legends Baldur's Correct. Gate, right? Yeah. I think that is the best way to package a D&D set is, hey, we're going to talk about a ton of legendary creatures, because that's what D&D is. It's a ton of legendary creatures.
0: hmm Yeah. It's also a inherently like a party based game right, and you're you're playing a multiplayer format so yeah, I would agree that was actually that was my second one because i was i was overall for for the amount of hype that was built up, especially by you Eric I was like getting ready and a f r was underwhelming i think is the word i would say but my 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 pick is actually um going back to kaldheim, love me some kaldheim, but uh There was some real good stuff where they were like, hey, by the way, remember those nasty bastards, the Praetors? Well, one's running loose in the multiverse. And then nothing. (laughs) Well, actually, there was a single
2: statement made in the vow final bit of lore. And it was Teferi (laughs) saying, you better watch out. The Praetors are coming. You
3: better not cry.
0: (laughs) You better not pout. (laughs) (laughs) Jintaxius will tell you why. (laughs) Because <laughs> you're about to you're about to become a part of perfection. That's why. <laughs> um, no, I just I really think that I mean obviously we don't know what's happening, mm. but uh, I I feel like given the lineup that we now know has been confirmed for 2022, uh, we're not going to see anything from the Phyrexians until probably Dominaria or Brothers War at the latest. Mm. And really, maybe not until twenty twenty three is there going to be like any real sort of like climactic or semi climactic sort of thing with that. And I still just maintain that there was a, a very easy way to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going like... to bring this up. <laughs> what?
3: Know, not the 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 path. You know the the the.
0: Every time I, Jin in and
3: Strixhaven and then an in Innistrad. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. let
0: <laughs> me let me repeat it one more time for the yep. people in the back. If sure. you haven't heard my agenda, I'm always here about the agenda. But like they had called, they had Vorinclex, like the nasty, like primal dude in time. You could add Ginger Taxius, the like knowledge dude you know your hand size goes up your opponents can't have a hand size uh you know that's like the metaphorical thing for for knowledge and magic could have been in the the school set where they're at school you know and then <laughs> anistrad is just nasty things could have had shieldred homegirl lives in a damn swamp and then you know Elish is like the leader so she could appear in 2022 or maybe i don't know like I don't even how how canon is a Like, is she like also there? Maybe she she'll show up too. But yeah, I'll, I'm sure we'll get, like get, like get an underpowered, underpowered Atraxa. and Erbrask. I just re- in hiding. <laughs>
3: Definitely isn't dead. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually all right, okay.
0: I would argue if it's... he's not dead, he he was like he was like all right, f this, I'm out of here. See you later. Like my man is my man is sipping a pina colada on a beach somewhere, yeah. and he's like. Oh, thank God I got out of that because they were just a dysfunctional mess. That's,
2: I honestly say I, I think I enjoy how there were no other tours because I think coming fresh off the Bolas saga and all that stuff, that went way too quickly where there was like they had to do a cataclysm every set where it was Kaladesh <laughs> and then the explosion of Kaladesh. Amonkhet, shit going bad on Amonkhet. And so they had to like keep putting the story forward and then you that's how you get the Gatewatch, right? Where it's like a consistent story. That needs the story beats that maintain throughout. So I'm okay with them taking a break and just putting in little bits for a while, and then have the big bad revealed like several years later. While each plane is allowed to kind of develop individually without needing characters to kind of build a coherent story. Because otherwise, if you don't have a coherent story, I don't think you could have each pride or in one of these locations as like I Spy.
0: I think you could, because, I mean, Vorinclax just happened to be there, but he was, like, doing his own... He was, like, a side... Right. A side thing. But, like, you still had all the... It's one card, right? And I feel like you easily could have... Like, you start with Vorinclax, Mm -hmm. and then, like, you kind of... You see these things, and it's not even that necessarily all of a sudden, you know, in, you know, uh, winter release for 2022, like, where Neon Destiny is now. It's not like all of a sudden, okay, now all the Frexians assemble, and we have a big war. But it's like you could have just had, like... I, like that little trickling of just here's a card, here's a card. Maybe there's not a card in this set, but they're not a Praetor in this set, but there's like a card or two that reference the Phyrexians. That's just like, oh, there's like black Icker, you know? Yeah, like the, if there was Icker somewhere, stuff.
2: I would like it. But like the the idea of knowledge and Jin Kataxis on Strixhaven or whatever, like are, are they just hidden somehow? Like that, how do you do felling kids <laughs> meme that came out in the beginning of the set? Like how, even though they're related with knowledge, given what we know about Strixhaven, the school itself is like building all these planeswalkers and they wouldn't notice like a giant weird robot
1: person just wandering around. It would have been cool if they had done it. I think there's a way to do
0: it.
1: It would have been cool, in my opinion, if they had done it in the same way that they did um, or that they essentially revealed the history of the Eldrazi where they were like, oh, they used to be worshipped as gods because people mm. didn't understand them. If it had been like, oh, like, here's the, f-, if it were a picture of like, the Founders Wall, yeah. like the founders of the school. Oh, yeah. And you were like, um, that's my boy, Jin Taxi, is <laughs> just been cool. yeah. ...on the wall. Yep. And I, I think, like, there are ways to do it, to mm-hmm. be, like... The Praetors still exist. The Praetors exist outside of this, like... The story that we see them in, because... Th- in theory, these are, like, mythical, like, figures. Like, these are incredibly powerful, like, figures... They should have a hand in more than just their own story, yeah. it feels like.
0: I would take a Ginger community. ginger Gingitaxius, Gingitaxius <laughs> is not at the college, but I mean Strixave <laughs> is a whole plane, right? He's he's either like out like you know how Lorehold was like excavating stuff yeah. and like there's like all this weird other archaeological. Yeah, there's archaeological that weird stuff. Like, he's either archaics. doing that or or he is secretly pulling the strings behind Extus, and Extus is like rogue band of dropouts or yeah. whatever they were. I really didn't pay attention the, to that story, The
3: mage but. slayers kind of look like Phyrexian Rager. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, kind of, a little bit better. Yeah, they actually kind of do. <laughs> they kind of do. Or at least it the newer been,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have anyway, been cool sorry. to see, like, that as, like, just a card where it's, like, Jin telling Exus, like, hey, you should get up to some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, not even like directly, but a, yeah. a card where like you could infer that that's what happened.
2: Yeah, like Dark Intimations was on Amonkhet where it was like yeah, exactly. you know, uh, or I think that was Ether Revolt even where it's like yeah. does something mm-hmm. with Bolas Planeswalkers but there wasn't going to be a Bolas Planeswalker for another year and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Anyway. That's it for the lightning round. Not so lightning now, but it was it was lightning in the beginning.
1: <laughs> 25 minutes of lightning Wait. round. <laughs> beautiful yeah yeah exactly
0: okay uh all right well that was twenty one, twenty twenty one. 2021 great year but uh happy to leave it behind for uh, potentially bigger and better things um speaking of which there's a lot of stuff happening in the year 2022 we actually did a whole episode that kind of broke down the uh giant release schedule that wizards put out in uh, like beginning of fall end of yeah yeah uh, i think summer or something like that so check that out um If you don't know what's coming out, Um, but uh, let's let's look forward 2022. What are we most excited for? One or two things that you're most excited for, specifically in relation to magic, because I don't want to hear about how you're going to like Florida
1: for vacation or something. People don't really care.
3: What if I'm going to play magic in Florida?
1: I did that last year and I got yelled at when I shared that for my news.
3: (laughs) 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 All right. Um two things for me. First one's first one, we got another double master set coming out mm-hmm. this year and I'm just rubbing my hands together thinking about those those juicy reprints. We got all kinds of good stuff in the last one. Um but more importantly, a, a set actually that will be standard legal that I'm very excited for is the Brothers War set. Um so I mean, you guys already kind of know like I'm I'm a big fan of Magic's like older lore very uh, how many times have I said this in this? But, like, old oh, Tolkien-esque, you know, storytelling. Like, Tolaria, awesome. Strixhaven. Yeah,
0: we get it. You're a nerd. Garbage. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> so... And, and, and yeah, my, my nerdiness and my, uh... Uh, you know... Sort of love for this old uh magic lore increased a lot as I was doing research for Chev's Secret Santa deck. Um... I read a ton about the Thran, and I realized that there were barely any Thran cards. But <laughs> yeah, Brothers War, not the same time as the Thran, but pretty pretty much like um, as far as Magic's history is detailed, the next like major um, period of time that takes place after you know the fall of the Thran. So I'm hoping um, at the very least we see like a couple Thran relics. Maybe some like Thran tech, even if there's no like actual Thran people, or maybe they're gonna have like Glacian's ghost come back or something, <laughs> you know. Um,
1: but Holy. yeah, I,
3: mostly I'm, I'm just hope I'm just I, I'm in love with that old magic lore, and Brother's War is just gonna be a set chock full of that. I can already tell, uh, Urza's magic Jesus and Mishra is, um,
0: magic Judas, cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, Mishra has
3: a cool bubble. <laughs> I uh, I have a question. You do. Yep.
0: On a scale of zero percent to infinite percent,
2: yep.
0: are they gonna break Urza and are they gonna break Mishra?
2: Oh, 100 percent. It's <laughs> well, an Urza's artifact already set. Broken. Every time we have an artifact <laughs> set, there's massive bannings. So I'm, I'm assuming right. the well, same I mean, thing's gonna
0: happen here. So, so I guess the other question is, do they reprint? Uh, what's the one that was just in modern? Urza High Artificer? No, there's no way that's going into Standard. No chance. Uh, No freaking way. (laughs) But, well, that means that they're going to print a different broken Urza, and now you're going to get to play eight copies of Urza in modern. It's going to be even more degenerate.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I forget that Urza... Were they planeswalkers at the time? We might get planeswalkers of them. I don't... No, no. i remember
3: this in the story. (laughs) Um, When Mishra died is when Urza became a planeswalker, because... Gotcha. Something about like two stones, like the weak stone and the meek stone. No, that wasn't it. Oh, the, the, weak the stone. meek stone and
1: the might stone.
3: Yeah, might stone. I, yeah. I think like like
1: he you sound like killed, Pokemon thing. And then
3: they combined together, and then he became up, and then he died, and he came back as a planeswalker Like, did you
1: know
0: that yeah. those are Urza's eyes? His eyeballs are the meek stone. Oh, and the might stone.
3: really? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I it's totally know that. That is whack, whack. <laughs> Maybe we'll, hey, maybe we'll get Academy Headmaster printed in uh, black border, chef What do you think? <laughs> that Wait, would that be funny. An, is that That'd like a wild. one card? Hold it's on. like
1: plus X or it's plus one. Is use go to Urza and oh, it's this use oh, a random ability. Ask Urza and is... then like
2: minus. I mean, we've got something similar in Alchemy, right? With the like the uh, or or I guess Jumpstart twenty twenty one. Whatever the online one was with Davriel, that was like, accept a term and a condition. Um, And then they were like, lists and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then like, they have...
2: Right. So maybe Urza's head will come to Alchemy Brothers War, since we're going to get supplemental alchemy cards with every set now.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see two copies of Urza, or something like that. We've only got one set. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if
2: we had a Mishra creature and an Urza planeswalker, and it was kind of like, you know, in that style, but...
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think it was they always gotta good. do Mishra dirty. They're like, Hey Mishra, we're finally gonna make you a card, but your brother's got a planeswalker, suck it. <laughs> I
3: mean He is a card. Already. It's a lot
1: it's a lot easier, I think, to like really? print yep. Urza as a planeswalker and be like Urza's an eight mana planeswalker. Yeah, he's busted, but he's an eight mana planeswalker. Live your life. Like mm-hmm. I expect we'll see like a bolus level or like uh Ugin Bahamut like the big dumb planeswalkers. Yeah. Where you're like, <laughs> right. this is bad because it's too expensive.
0: Yeah, I'm hyped for that, but I'm not hyped for all the goodies it's going to give Chev's a Oscar deck. Osgar's well, going to be Master very excited. Grandmaster of exciting. Flowers.
1: Right. This is why I hated Bahamas printing in AFR. Is that Grandmaster of Flowers is a four mana card. This is, <laughs> this is the god of dragons, and he is a four mana human planeswalker. I hate it here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was very confused by that, and I kind of just, I kind of just stopped
1: trying to understand. It's super cool lore-wise. I'm not going to explain it because you don't want me to, but you can edit nope. it out. So fuck you. I'm going to explain it. Nope. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Bahamut, uh, metallic dragons can show up in uh, humanoid forms if they so choose. So Grandmaster of Flowers is Bahamut's humanoid forms, form uh, the uh, like golden birds that surround him. Those are all ancient gold dragons that he has turned into birds. So, uh, if an old, du- if like a okay. dude shows up surrounded by golden birds, and then someone fucks with him, they're going to very quickly discover that not only is he the most powerful dragon of all time, uh, he is surrounded by six of the other most powerful dragons of all time. He is <laughs> a stone cold thug, and Bahamut deserves so much more respect than a. 4 mana, 3 3 that is sometimes a 7 7. Or yeah, 4 that, mana, 3 yeah. loyalty. It's mm. bad. It's bad. I hate this card. Why
0: did they not? I, I just. Like, they printed Tiamat. Like, just. And they've printed the Ur Dragon. Just make him, like, a.
1: Like a Wooberg, like, 10 mana. You know. Uh, I don't think you should. Would, 10, I don't 10 or, think it would be Wooberg, but I'm actually not going to get into this at this time because no one. There's no benefit to me describing what color bomb it should be. Um. But anyway, <laughs> we'll do an After Dark on what they should have done with Bahamut. I would I would
0: love to do a, a lore fail After Dark.
1: Hell yeah. At some other point. At some other point. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll sort this out, and we're just going to roast AFR. And if we wait until Baldur's Gate comes out, we'll get even more ammo, I'm sure. Perfect.
0: Let's do that. I cannot wait. For, okay. For There is a cat. I, I... <laughs> what?
1: Yes, yes. We got to keep going. There was...
0: Eric's camera just was, like, in the shadow realm for a few seconds, and... I assumed that it was uh, Howl moving in front but I yeah it is <laughs> yes it was Jeff what, what are you excited for Jeff sorry
2: for, for 2022 I'm excited for two things um, one we know nothing about except that the Eldrazi are going to be in it that is Jumpstart 2022 they're bringing it back quarter four and in the initial announcement they said that they're going to try and get some new tribes Eldrazi of course what I'm going to be hoping for is a legend that has colors or just one or two pieces of tech to make the tribe more worthwhile. So, the Eldrazi deck is currently on hiatus. Uh, it will come back quarter four, regardless of what is in here. But I'm hoping there's something for <laughs> for it in, uh, in the Jumpstart set. And outside of Jumpstart, I think really what I'm most excited for is Unfinity. That comes out in April. So, really, I, lo- I love the the 1950s sci-fi angle that's going on. Um, I'm on a huge like early sci-fi kick in terms of books and reading You know Heinlein and Hyperion and all of those classic ones and so that idea of you know these very cool worlds and this ideal utopia of a society we don't get many utopias in Magic normally things are about to go very poorly so when we get these unsets (laughs) and this more ability to do something cool I'm I'm really excited to explore that space and I'm also interested to see since we know that half of the set is going to be Black Border um, Legacy Legal to see what those cards are how they affect gameplay and how much they upset Julian with their flavor you bastard, I can't wait <laughs> yeah, to just, equip a dirty hazmat I'm, suit to my creature and uh just get through with poison damage.
0: <laughs> I'm just waiting for like the, the game night the week or two after this set releases, where Chev comes in and he just has a, a shit eating grin on his face. And I find out that he has placed 12 jumps or 12 unfinity uh, cards in his decks. Well, who oh, knows? They might make un
2: legal again, uh, like they did last time when unstable came well, out.
0: Some of these all. are some of these are going to be black borders, mm-hmm. so they will be legal. Yeah, but Better. I mean, like,
2: they when Unstable came out, they made all Uncards legal the entire summer until the
0: fall set. I know, and I thought that was the dumbest shit of all time.
1: I, I was gonna say, I don't <laughs> think they'll do that again, because that was received so negatively, but I kind of hope they do. Oh, because... I really hope
0: they do.
2: Mostly because it'll be received so negatively by Julian. And that's what gives me <laughs> joy in this world. A, in part, I'm
1: excited to piss off Julian, but B, I, I would love to do, like, uh... To like go to pandemonium and do like a draft of Unfinity. Oh yeah, that's going to be super use fun. those cards.
2: The undrafts are so good.
1: Really quick pivot because uh, this is going to be a lightning round for me as well. Um, coming out on the dynasty, I'm I'm just excited about every single part of it. The lore is amazing so far. Um, the art has all been incredible. I know some people aren't a fan of some of it, but like get off my dick, uh, it's incredible. Um, the and then for similar reasons, but to a lesser extent. Uh, Streets of New Capenna, I like it for similar reasons, but just not as much. It's been uh, sort of hyped up as a very thematic and very stylized set. Uh, It's going to be very, like, rum runners, very, uh, like, Hmm. old crime, like, gang bosses style art. And I, I really like that as a theme and really like that as an artistic style. I love when magic takes tropes that we've seen before and sort of repurposes them. Uh, I loved Strixhaven as people were like, "Oh, this is just going to be Hogwarts," but then they did so much with it, and I thought it came out incredibly mm-hmm. well. Um, and I'm excited for them to do the same with New Capenna. And then uh, I'm just excited to see all the sick commanders that come out next year.
0: Yeah. Oh. There's gonna be There's gonna be some of those. Let me tell you. Oh, and, uh, uh, your
1: first item is one of the reasons I'm excited.
0: Yes. Uh. Yeah. My my first thing that I'm very excited for is Commander Legends Baldur Gate, which I did not realize. Was releasing in the spring. I thought it was releasing in the end of the year, like the previous Commander Legends. So this is releasing this, just this spring. I don't think so. Isn't that what? No. Yes, you it, it is.
1: That... It is quarter
0: two. Quarter two. Oh damn! I'm very excited. Is it? Is, is it actually?
1: Yes, it's quarter two. Okay, All right. That's All right. I with at, Infinity. I, I looked on. at I thought, the roadmap. Chill, I thought
0: that you told me that, and then you just said you didn't know. So I don't. I was pretty sure it was quarter four.
1: Uh, I, I will a... look up the roadmap again. It's going to Because it was. Uh, I, I remember distinctly. Uh, uh, Commander Questions Ball Aldersgate, Gate, quarter two, 2022. Oh, yeah. So Unfinity is coming out April 1st, because of course it is. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, God damn it. Baldur's Gate is also coming out of quarter two.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess last year they did Time Spiral plus something else, plus Strixhaven. There was a bunch of things like in. Yeah. In like a, Our glut like is just
2: coming in April Spiral. this year as opposed
0: to June or whatever. Anyway, Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate, a strictly Commander focused set. Um, we played a bunch of the first one. Well, we played a whole box worth, I should say, but it was a ton of fun. we loved it. We've done, we've talked about it a bunch. We did multiple episodes on it. Um, and there was just a ton of phenomenal cards that came out of that, both just as in cards, you put in the 99 and also commanders or partners that you put in the command zone. So I think this is just going to be even better. Not one, because it's going to have a lot of that good flavor, which I think they probably got a lot of the growing pains out Mm -hmm. with AFR. So, I think they're gonna crush it there. Um, and also, Dungeons and Dragons, just like, you know, even though a lot of the cards in that were not great for me, I still, I loved all the flavor. The art, particularly, was yeah. excellent in that set. So, I think they're gonna do that again. And also, um, I think that even though we didn't have much bad to say about Commander Legends in general, I think obviously this is just gonna be even better because they have taken all that data, seen what worked, see what happened. So, this is gonna be um, probably even better from a drafting point, and also, obviously, is gonna provide us. Uh, I would expect a ton of staples, um, or at least staple reprints, um, for the oh. commander format, which is, of course, what we mostly look at. So, super hyped for this. Super excited for us to get to draft, um, probably at least a full box, maybe two, since it's coming out early in the year. Maybe maybe we'll get to draft it twice this year, which will be which will be very fun. So, uh, Baldur's Gate, very hyped for that. Uh, second pick, I apparently this is this might be a controversial topic, but. This is like the only not set thing. I'm super hype for Secret Layers. Mm. I'm waiting for someone to say boo, whatever. Go ahead, get out. But, um, boo! I, <laughs> who is this asshole? Um, <laughs> it's, honestly, Secret Layers have been like pretty much the only way that I've actually been buying Magic in the last year. Um, and one of the things that I've just been most excited about just because... I am a total slut for pimping out my deck and for just the absolutely phenomenal, uh, like various treatments, arts, foilings, whatever, that they've been doing with all these secret layers. And I know that like they've put out a lot and it's like, you know, quote unquote limited time offers and stuff, except now they're like maybe doing some that run for the entire year. That's a whole other conversation. Um but Secret Layers honestly have been, even though they're the most disgusting capitalist money grab that I've seen from anything in a long time, uh, I'm still perfectly happy to feed into it because these are just cards that I want to have in my collection. A lot of, One, a lot of times they're printing good cards or, or staples or, or things that you would want anyway. Yeah. And they're printing them in uh, a extremely excellent format. And honestly, also for, for the finance bros out here, um, basically all of the cards that... Are put out in the secret layer format are just going up. They're in high demand. There's been a few cards that I've tried to... Uh, I either missed the drop or whatever and I've tried to purchase on the secondary market and it's like a, a noticeable markup from if I had just got the actual thing. So I'm excited to see what they continue to do with secret layers. Um, I, I really don't think that there's going to be a creative uh, ceiling anytime soon for that and also this is just once again another way to get reprints out um, for things. So I'm excited to see what they do for secret layers in 2022. Um, except for those. I don't, I don't like those astrology lands. I'm Typical Aquarius. Of those, but other than that, other than that.
3: Can't wait for the I really, secret layer.
0: Yeah. I, Yo, I mean, we've, they, we've talked about it a lot. The, like I'm the not street a, fighter one, right? What? They're doing like
2: the street fighter one, right? I I'm Yeah. Kinda so, so this year should have com, uh Warhammer 40,000 commander decks. Um, Street Fighter Secret Lair and Fortnite. I, I mean, I've made my opinions clear on Universes Beyond, but I do think that as a whole, Secret Layers are good in the sense where it gives people a place to park money, and hopefully, it means like we stop getting as much craziness in the sets. Like I know it's probably both uh, forever now, but I like the idea of yeah, if you want like these crazy versions of cards, you can buy them. But the lack of them being functionally unique is uh, what always appealed to
0: me about the product. Chev, you mean you don't want black and white foils in your card game that is incredibly predicated on the fact that cards are one or more colors? Yes, or the fact that the, the lands are getting reprinted
2: uh, in black and white, but this time without the color on the border, because <laughs> why? Sure. Well, the, so you mean I have to be a new read The
0: fact that that says planes
2: <laughs> when it looks just like anything else? Yeah, but yeah, those are all good things. What are our top predictions for 2022?
1: Uh, I'll start because this is going to be super quick. Um, I uh, don't know if other people saw this. Uh, the CEO of Wizards has or was promoted into the CEO position for Hasbro. Mm. So I expect that the push for MTG to be a cash cow for the Hasbro Corporation will continue. However, I think it will be more reasonable and more like level-headed. I think it will be better handled. Yeah. Because I, I I don't doubt that this, uh, I forget his name, the man who was promoted, I, I don't doubt that he knows there's more money to be made from Magic. But I expect that...
2: He'll know more about how to get it.
1: Yeah, he'll know more about how to get it and how to get it without upsetting the player base as much. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of hopeful about that. But I am uh, I also expect to see the Praetors uh, return and us to not necessarily get back to a Gatewatch style of storytelling, but get back to a more narrative thread. Yeah,
0: I think that's true. Like a, like a longer kind of overarching sort of thing.
1: I expect that like the, bro- at the end of the brothers war, we will go into 2023 knowing, uh, what, like knowing what the story is going to look like for a good while.
3: I hope so. Yeah. I hope so.
0: I, the agenda. That's all I'm saying. The agenda is still there. <laughs> I expect we'll so know. I'm, the ready agenda. The I'm, ready the, I'm ready for the Praetors. I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the Praetors.
2: So I've got I've got two I've got um, something that Oakley mentioned with Double Masters 2022 which uh, I'm I'm excited for card prices to continue to drop. This has seemed like it's been a really big push from Wizards and it makes sense from the Wizards aspect because they don't get any money from secondary market cards. So the more cards they can print that are good in packs, the more likely people are going to buy these packs. So and, and even though it doesn't get brought up as much, I really like how we've gotten these reprint sets. Um, I'm expecting more product glut to kind of bring this out. And, you know, to a certain extent, cards that are quote unquote reserve list cards, but with something that makes them slightly worse. But we still get those things to hopefully drive the price down of those effects. So I'm expecting to see a lot of that. Um, My slightly hotter take. And again, I'm not saying that my entire idea for 2022 is basking in the spite of Julian. But that is something I normally live (laughs) for. And so my, my biggest prediction, one that's slightly out there is like we saw the massive creature update of the past where a bunch of old cards got uh, creature types, like we saw the giant dinosaur update where a bunch of things got dinosaurs, I'm expecting a massive retro black framing of previous uncards. So take a bunch of the silver border cards and they will become black border as either reprinted through infinity or through like a big message where it's like, listen, these cards are legal because they don't break the game at all. So, to kind of give an example of that, there are a lot of uncards like that have denim walk, right? Where we're, we're not saying that is going to become legal anytime soon, where it can attack someone who has, is wearing denim unblocked. But I put together a collection of silver border cards. Um, one of the big things, of course, from unstable was dice rolling. Well, now rolling d6s is, is black border. So, a card like um, Crazy Cow, a four mana 3 3 with during your upkeep, roll a six-sided die on a one sacrifice crazy cow, and it deals three damage to each creature and player, that's completely legal. So as we're getting to a point where commander is the, the format that everyone is playing, that the casual idea, I can see them trying to make as many of these cards black border and accessible and reusable as possible. Um... Goblin bookie is another one, a one, one for one tap a red in it, reflip any coin or re-roll any die. We kind of have that with Clark's thumb where you can kind of like flip something instead. And they, they range from, you know, a creature that just has a slightly funny text, which is perfect for getting blackboarded, like the amateur auteurs from unstable that are just sacrifice, destroy and enchantment, but they all are kind of meta references. And then even things like crow storm that creates storm crows with storm. Um, or, or multiplayer cards like Organ Harvest, which is a 1-mana black. You and your teammates may sacrifice any number of creatures. For each creature sacrificed in this way, add 2 black to your mana pool. That's just a battle bond card. Um, or checks and balances, 3-mana. Whenever any spell is played, counter that spell. If each player, other than the caster and his or her teammates, agrees to choose and discard a card, those players must discard those cards after agreeing. Checks and balances may be played... Only in a game with three or more players. Like that's something too that... While a little bit out there... Like that's probably the limit you could do... Is still able to be put into... What we now know as a Black Border. So I'm thinking a lot of these can be made... Into a way that we can play them in the game... Since we already have a Black Border spoiler... From Unstable. uh, Slice in half. And that's kill a creature... Make two copies of it that are half the size. Clearly like a circus aspect. So like it's, it's clear that... You know Black Border can be stupid and silly... Uh, especially when coming from Infinity. So I'm thinking a lot of the old cards that are just stupid and silly but now have recognized mechanics could be coming to a table near you.
1: Um, And I want to sort of jump on this really quickly. Uh, One of my favorite quotes, I think it is from Mark Rosewater, is uh, today's silver border is tomorrow's black border, Mm -hmm. specifically in reference to cards like the cheese stands alone. Um, eventually becoming Baron Glory. This has always sort of been the pipeline, and so the fact that they're accelerating it now I think should not be nearly as perturbing it as it is for the Julians of the world. Like, this is, this is the natural course of events. They're just doing it a little faster. I, I really wouldn't get that concerned.
2: Timmy, power gamer, just four mana, put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Elvish Piper. <laughs> Yeah. Or
3: is the academy yeah. headmaster. Let's go alchemy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if <laughs> yeah, Infinity say, gets was... an alchemy
2: release, that would be bananas. That's that would be the saying, only man. thing I would play for alchemy is uncards <laughs> that are just insane. Yeah.
0: I has there been any word on like? I feel like they they easily could do Infinity draft on Arena. It would I mean, depend they if, if they want to put the resources out.
2: to build the cards, right? Like. What is the current resource for engineering, for building out these sets now that they're doing all sets and uh, alchemy-like things for each? It would just depend if they want to do it. Because so far, they haven't done any um, supplemental sets on the the platform yet. Well, they did Jumpstart. Right, but that's in... Yeah, yeah, besides Jumpstart. But now, like, Double Masters, not like any of these other things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, we'll see, but...
2: They
3: do cube. They do cube, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's 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 cards that are already on it was the platform. historic cube.
3: Oh, bummer. okay.
0: Yeah, it's it's like arena cube. It's not it's not vintage cube. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it's
0: yeah. That's been. a hot take, Chev. I um, I like the spice. I don't know if I can get behind it, but I appreciate the spice. <laughs> I appreciate the dream. I can, I can respect the brother who dreams.
3: So mine is sort of along the lines that. Uh, Eric was mentioning before um, uh, last year we had uh, a fair bit of PR drama from Wizards and you know again hopefully uh, this year the, the Wizard CEO being the Hasbro CEO uh, will change things up a bit maybe some of them will <laughs> you know allow the company to act a bit more professionally in the interest of their bottom line um, it wasn't too bad or anything but obviously I'm, I'm predicting a little more PR drama um, Yeah, I feel like you can't go without it uh, just two, the two big ones for last year I remember are the Rivals League uh, prize mm. money scandal, where a tournament, a tournament's like prize money pool was basically like chopped to a fraction, and then the players were charged appearance fees, <laughs> I believe. So yeah, um, the cutting of that's, competitive uh, Magic, th- that that was lovely. And um, of course, you know, I'm not on Twitter, but I heard about Aaron Forsythe deleting his Twitter o- over some like Twitter argument. For a while and it's just like come on guys you can do better but I'm not expecting them to do better
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll definitely be some growing pain still because like it, it's it's been accelerating much more fastly I put myself in a weird statement where I had to make up a word but like <laughs> they've been growing at an exponential rate most recently and, and I think that's what's caused the problems especially like the shift away from competitive and standard and all these other things that you know I de- uh, defined magic just five years ago. Right.
1: Yeah, and uh, I forget when this statement was made, but it was definitely pre-pandemic. Hasbro gave the declarative order to uh, Wizards of the Coast, you need to double your income in five years. Yeah. And so throughout this pandemic, I think they have still been trying to hit that mark. And so, like Chev said, this has been a truly aggressive growth cycle. Yeah. Not going to lie, though. I mean, well, people can think what they
0: want, but Wizards have been killing it the last two years. Like, they've been making continuously oh, yeah. more and more money. Yeah, more and more out. money. There's been more good and more bad, which I
2: think is yeah. what you're going to get whenever you grow. Oh, just, yeah, no, just yeah, more. It, it, yeah. yeah. Just more. There's
0: certainly a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but... Uh, more. More. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one of my, one of my uh, predictions actually comes out of that, and it's, uh, Chevy, you're talking about how some some growing pains uh oak you said it too with with organized play and uh i think actually alchemy is going to become the default competitive format that wizards supports um we i mean clearly we are you know still in slash emerging from a pandemic so there has not really been tournaments uh you know uh wizards kind of has stopped doing the the pro tour and stuff uh GPs basically don't really exist. Channel Fireball was doing those for a bit, but those don't really exist. Um, And just recently, it's looking like basically SCG is not going to be doing uh, their tour events either. So there's no really major um, tournaments other than like the few that Wizards hosts each year, which have come with their own issues, uh, we'll say. I'm not going to get into that. But um, I think really, since everything has been on Arena recently and there's not like tournaments that people are traveling to or grinding for, you know, uh, I think that this is really the perfect time. um, If wizards wants to capitalize and we now see that Hasbro, uh, the new Hasbro president is, was the wizard's president. So he probably has seen that. I think he was the wizard's president for like four or five years. So he's been here with this whole arena boom and kind of um, metamorphosis. Um, I think that this is the time for wizards to really lean into their desire to be an eSport, sport the, the fact that we're in the 21st century and you can, you know, play games uh, digitally, um, you know, fix things on the fly. Obviously, the last few years have been tumultuous and standard in terms of banning. Uh, honestly, standard is still not exactly broken, but it's not exciting and it's not really uh, drawing the crowds that it needs to. So I think the, the inherent bonuses of alchemy in that there's... Right you know, theoretically, day-to-day uh, balancing, and kind of wizards can do whatever they need to make it an exciting format, which is the the biggest thing in terms of draw, getting people to play and drawing those, those Twitch viewers in, really. Um, I think that making alchemy basically the new standard uh, would be probably a very smart move. Um, I have not played standard in months. I've played some alchemy. Um, I don't really know anyone who's playing standard currently uh, even a lot of streamers are playing alchemy because there's just more fun to be had there's more interesting things to happen there and there's also also more potential for a uh, beneficial change and growth mm-hmm. so um, I think that's a bit of an extreme a take it might be like maybe in the next two years but I really think that this is something that could happen very soon and I think that it actually would be a, a beneficial thing I think the fact that uh, they're second-
2: dedicating card releases every set now Kind of like puts it in that direction too, because they've said there'll be an alchemy supplement to every major set release. So for a year,
0: yeah, seriously. I'm. They're not off to a good start because there's about to be like a, uh, a alchemy tournament or something, and they were like, we're not going to change anything because the tournament's in like three weeks, so we want people to be able to test for it. And it's like, no, 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 no. When there's a tournament coming up, that the whole point is that you change things so that the tournament is exciting. And, uh, you know, things have been out for like a month or so with Alchemy. So there's been enough time, especially with the digital hive mind, to uh, kind of see what's, yeah. what's what. You know, even I, from a cursory, cursory glance, I'm like, okay, here's a few cards that could get changed. Here's some things that maybe need to be added to the format. But I think it's something that could be done. Uh, my second one is about Commander. And uh, I think that we're going to see more cards unbanned in EDH this year than banned. I don't actually know how controversial a take this is, but I think that we are are turning the corner in terms of the ban list and uh, also commander design philosophy um, by Wizards in terms of how things are going to progress. And I think that we're going to start seeing things coming off the ban list like we saw with... Um, Protean Hulk? Uh, Worldfire. Uh, Pro- Protean Hulk was... I think that was twenty twenty. I think that was 2020. Mm-hmm. That might have been right. 2019. Then,
2: well, yeah, I, I'm oh, trying was to think one of one unbans one. that have happened recently.
0: Yeah, well, Hulk just has been well, un- it was overshadowed because they banned Golos, but they unbanned Worldfire and oh yeah, Iona. I think
1: they banned another card. Or oh no, Iona went on the ban list, so Painter's Servant could come off. Or did Painter's Servant not come off?
2: I don't know. I think I think that's an interesting take. Um, I would be interested to see. I I feel like that would require some change in the rules committee in terms of like how they viewed certain things as like fun or unfun, because that has been like the underlying decree of it. But it'd be interesting to see if there's a shift in philosophy um,
0: to do that. I don't know, I personally feel like the rules committee almost is having less and less control on the format, whether that's from things like the commander advisor group or just Wizards being now directly involved with a lot of these groups, at least being directly in contact, I should mm-hmm. say, with these groups, and also just the the general uh, zeitgeist of Commander in the Magic ecosystem at the moment. Um, I just... I think that we're more likely to see cards unbanned this year than... I, I don't think there's going to be any bans, actually, mm. this year. And I think we could see maybe two cards come off the ban list it's also what I want (laughs) I prefer to have less cards on the ban list but um I don't know I think predicting this is is interesting I I think there's it's it seems like there's going to be a little bit of a shift in mentality we'll see indeed okay (laughs) <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm I, glad I, you guys all agree. I have flawless predictions. I will see you next year.
2: <laughs> I just I have,
3: do not have enough.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, I'm
2: not sure what data, it is, like what uh, what here. bones you're reading, what tea leaves you're yep. scrying that there's been a, yep. a a shift. But I'm interested to see if it I just, holds uh, true.
0: I yep. stuck my finger in my mouth and then I held it in the wind. Like and that's and the only thing I could think of. I was point like, point.
2: I I mean, yeah, bo- Golos got banned. Unfun. World Fire was like it's weird and no one's really gonna play it anyway. Um, so it, it, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see if it holds true. And then I would want to know, um, which horoscope you based that opinion off of. And, you know, <laughs> if, well, if it was, it if that... it was after buying the Zodiac secret layer,
0: no, I told you I'm not buying that and I will not be buying that. Um, I, I think part of it is that just like, also like cards are so pushed nowadays or like so ubiquitous or whatever that like, there's just so much stuff on the ban list that I'm like, Hmm. Really? Really? Hmm. Hmm. You know, I feel like there's I mean we we have had this conversation many times. Yeah, on we'll we'll on save it podcast, for
2: another but... ban list discussion.
0: Yeah. True, true, true. Well, when something gets banned and I'm wrong, or something gets unbanned and I'm right, we'll talk about it on the podcast again and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. If not somewhat cancerous.
2: <laughs> all right. Resolution. So let's pick up the let's it's pick all, up the phone. It fun. is
0: it is customary in cultures around the world, that when you enter the new year, you make a resolution, something that you want to start doing, something you want to change to be a better you, a new year, a new you. So, guys, what are you, what are you doing to be a better Magic player?
3: Well, Julian, you know what? I think I'm going to be doing something to make me a worse Magic player this year, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be playing less for
0: I don't I know. I see both of your things right here and I don't believe either. I I think you're yeah. lying straight to our face. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know
3: what? Uh you know, I totally don't blame you at least on the red one because that was definitely on my New Year's resolution last year and uh I think I brewed like one non-red deck. throughout <laughs> <laughs> the in, of the entirety. Like Yggdral. Like I think that's it. <laughs> and that was by
2: podcast mandate.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um so for real this time, guys, I, I swear, you know? <laughs> um, like, actually, though, I've had a lot of fun with that deck. Um, Julian made me a White deck. Uh, I think it's part of an article series partway through the year, and I played that a few times and had a great time with it. Eric's Secret Santa, mm-hmm. I- I'm really glad that was out of my comfort zone. Um, the same as last year where Julian made me a, a cool, like, big creatures um, Absent deck to play, and mm-hmm. I-, I had a great time with that. Um, I just, you know, I got to get motivated to do it myself. Uh, But I do want to break out of that comfort zone. Uh, Another thing I need to get motivated for is keeping my paper decks up to date. Because damn, (laughs) I don't think I updated them up at all in the entirety of 2021. At least not from a, like, you know, mass card order or something Mm -hmm. like that. I probably put some stuff I got in packs in in, in some decks. But um, I don't think I deliberately ordered anything and put it in a deck, a paper deck in 2021. And man, when we had the, um, you know, Hex Drinkers Olympics 20, uh, 2021, the Winter Olympics, excuse me. Um, and I and I showed up with all my old decks. I was like, man, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> but then I won, so fuck you. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I've got a ton of decks. I need to make a new deck. Uh, I've brewed so many like interesting ones. We played online a bunch uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there is going to be a new one in addition to the updates. And, in, on top of all that, I, I can't even use, like, money as a, uh, you know, as an excuse. Like, I, because I got this big pile of cards sitting, like, right behind me. No, actually, I moved them. Um, that me and Julian sifted through when, when Julian came up to Boston one of these times that are just all, like, valuable cards that it's gonna, like, for a huge sell list. So, I, I could fund my new Magic Ventures with my old ones. And, uh, really, there's just no excuse besides laziness and... Uh so uh, I got I got to change that. I got to change that.
0: Well, I got to tell you one thing, Oak. Yep. If you want to get those new cards that you need and you want to help support the shrinkers podcast, <laughs> you can click that affiliate link TCG Player boy. <laughs> new year, new sponsorship, <laughs> same shameless plug. I forgot to talk about it in the beginning. But TCG Player Great marketplace for magic product of all kind. Mm-hmm. But I know y'all are buying singles. I know y'all got EDH decks you want to brew. <laughs> Click on the link below. Gives a little kickback to the show. Helps support us. Thank you very much. Carry on.
3: Yeah, I'll be clicking that. I'll be clicking <laughs> that, no doubt. But that pretty much sums it up for me. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Julian?
0: Oh, I was actually... I'm going to uh, jump in
2: front of Julian here because my topic goes directly into yours. Um, so there's a specific reason. I... As I understand, as I've covered, you know, I will just interrupt Julian for whatever reason, but this time there is one. So let the court state anyway, I'm actually
1: going to, I'm going to interrupt, I'm going to interrupt Jeff. Fuck Jeff. Um, the
2: stack, uh, I think I have another (laughs) counter.
1: My, my goals are so similar to Oakley's. I feel like I have to jump in, Mm -hmm. which is I want to clean up and categorize my collection. Uh, the gang will testify. I am holding up the pile of cards that I have formulated for a sell order, Ah, uh, these are literally like in a cart to be sold, um, <laughs> and then I want to bring everything on paper and uh, online, in line. Uh, I've got the fun dragon deck and the competitive dragon deck now. I've got the green legends deck, and I just want to get all that sorted out on paper and online, so that it's all in, so it's all just what I want it to in be. Line. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> it, it's really just a year of spring cleaning for me. Yeah.
2: So now that now that Erica's result, results, uh, I'm I'm on the <laughs> stack now. And so the two things I want to focus on that are really Hex Drinkers related. The first one kind of goes into how I want to kind of like more content I want to add to the site, but also uh, what I want to do kind of personally is that that idea of like magic sustainability, and not not really meaning from the environmental side. Although I do really like how Wizards has tried to really cut back on packaging for Commander decks. Uh, For secret layers and all that kind of stuff. But more, you know, you have a sell list of cards. You make sure you sell those cards before you buy more cards. And so the overall like impact and cost on you to develop new cards to buy things is minimal. Which, you know, is, is going to be slightly against the the magic business interests or whatever. But as an individual, like, it's much better to sell all your stuff and then use that to fund new ideas and new ventures than have to put in new capital every time. So I kind of want to do a little bit of that for the site. I, too, uh, I actually, you know, since I'm slightly better than Eric, right before this podcast, I put in two <laughs> sell orders completely. And now I have seven days to uh, actually, you know, put them in the mail. One is a stack of 100 cards and another one is a stack of 85 that I was pulling through my binders and that are going to kind of hopefully fund everything I need for Magic in 2022 in terms of singles.
0: Um, So why is it that you didn't do just one sell order of 100? I was a little bit worried about
2: finding a container that could fit each individual one. I'm going to see if I can mail both sale packages with the order number in an individual envelope Uh, So the the cost of shipping would just be the same for both. But since normally, at least through Card Kingdom, they say, like, you know, put them in a container so they don't move around, whatever. I was like, I know I can get a plastic box from my local game store that can fit 100, but I wasn't sure about more than that. So I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. I'll just get two plastic boxes. So it was really more of, like, a self-understanding. And then also, I thought I'd be done after 100, and then I realized I had 85 more. Anyway, so the idea of kind of (laughs) using this, like, cyclical... Um, idea Golgari mentality of kind of using what you've used before to fund new ideas and kind of keep that going build more budget decks because of course you sell all your stuff maybe that gets you one normal commander deck or like I've had a lot of fun with my Humza deck um, for $30 and other like lower cost ventures Um, and then the other thing I kind of want to do that feeds into that with this group with the the play group is have more levels of decks Like we, for a long time, we would build decks and then they would slowly be brought up to standard uh, for the meta and usually around eights, we'll say like everyone says eights, but yeah, the same thing. Sometimes we'd get pre-cons and that would kind of reset it for a little bit while we played with those, but we haven't in years. So just having more of a range and understanding uh, from a playgroup aspect of like, this deck is good or this deck is not. And then we play four not so good decks that are maybe less efficient, but allow you to play more interesting and different cards that wouldn't be at the, you know, the maelstrom, the um the tat, the uh dragon deck level, and then we can kind of take it back a step as well. So that's more being able to play with more variety, play lower cost things, because that's really interesting, and you know, sp- feel the rainbow.
0: I will check the know rainbow what? Taste- <laughs> You and I might have some di- you and I might have some differences then in the year 2022. Because uh one of my things is I want to win more. I want to, I want to, I want to win some more games. And that means I'm going to be brewing more competitively. Uh, I think 2021, I, I leaned into, I sort of leaned into some of that. Like you are saying, chef, there was some, some less powerful commanders that I wanted to work around. I also was like, ah, I'm just, I don't really want to spend as much money buying all these secret layers. Let me just, uh, you know, let me just play some cheaper decks. You know, I, I built a couple like $50 decks, but, uh, I'm back in the saddle. I want to win more. And I think part of this is is uh, very much fueled by uh, us recently playing a lot of uh, PDH, specifically CPDH. Um, shout out to a lot of the great commanders, uh, a lot of the great PDH uh, content creators on Twitter um, that have kind of fueled this, this fire under me. But I just want to, I want to play the best cards. I want to play the efficient cards uh, and, I just want to go fast, and I want to uh, win games. So I think part of that is, um, unfortunately, going against Chev's motto of playing less niche, underrated cards and stuff, uh, but just playing really good stuff. And also, I think uh, this is a good chance for me to lean into archetypes that I don't normally uh, mess around with, Um, combo uh, stacks, uh, things like that. Uh, I will be trying to do this in the most respectful way possible because I recognize that this is a a social format, and we are all friends here, and I don't want to, you know make anyone have a a bad time, but this is also my aim. Uh, and I think it's also going to be interesting for me as a a brewer as well. So that is one of my, um, one of my resolutions. My other one, just in general, this also kind of feeds into this just because, you know, if I'm playing faster decks, playing to win more, uh, but I want to play more aggressively. Uh, this is, these kind of go together really. I'm, I have been the, the spin my wheels, uh, do nothing. Um, and, uh, Politic player in our play group for many for many moons, and I think it's about time that I just say uh, screw all that and I, I throw that out the window, and I just uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll be playing a lot more red. Maybe I'll pick up Oak Slack in, in the new year. But uh, yeah, I want I want to play more aggressively, uh, not even necessarily proactively, but just aggressively. Like oh, boom! I play a two drop. You know what? Somebody's getting attacked. Okay, you know I don't care that it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings if I attack them for two on turn you know turn three or whatever. But uh, you know. Getting in more games just because I'm moving quicker. I'm I'm playing faster physically, and also I'm just getting the game ended quicker. Um, but being more aggressive, and then also uh, being more uh, competitive in terms of brewing and also playstyle.
1: Love to hear it. Getting the That's game like ended. Both of those for you.
0: Yeah.
3: I feel like you may have said also the same thing last year and made the exact same joke like hey i'm gonna take the red from you and i was like all right man i'm gonna take that blue <laughs> and then nothing uh, happened well maybe we both did it a little bit but mm. we gotta push it we gotta push
0: it. yeah i don't know <laughs> honestly now i'm kind of tempted to uh let me let, let me see how quickly i can try and pull up those old notes and see if i did in fact
3: i'm uh, certain you said uh, it. let's see so this pull up that old podcast
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm doing
3: Maybe after we're done recording, <laughs> yeah, play, yeah. play faster.
0: There is there's play faster, as yep. in like like physically, mm-hmm. like yep. stop taking turns that are so long. Um, you know, just have have your lines of play in your head before that. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna not, notch it up to eleven this time.
1: Awesome. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to That's see cool. you play some stacks. Uh, we were talking about this on uh, on game night, and uh, you know, the other two gentlemen were were a little intimidated by your. Your journey into stacks, and I was saying, I'm excited because honestly, we we let a little too much Timmy stuff slide in our meta. Um, Like Oak and I have been allowed to get away with playing a uh, an Ur dragon and a uh, Maelstrom Wanderer deck for a little too long. I think we need some (laughs) some preemptive control.
3: (laughs) Some uh, Lavidia,
1: Lavidna. I'm ready. Renegade. I'm ready. Some some. How about all 'all those creatures with haste? How about they enter tapped? How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. How yeah,
0: about all those price. spells cost a uh, cost? You know, maybe one or two more.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grand Arbiter. <laughs> how about? That's all I hear from that. How about?
0: How about every upkeep? You got to sacrifice a couple permanents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> I can think of ah!
2: is that one time that Eric played the uh, the Kamigawa card that's like artifacts have tap one at your upkeep, otherwise, like, sacrifice it or something. And he yeah, played it, and yeah. all three of us were like, well, that's got to die immediately, and then Eric has to die for his insolence, for bringing such a stupid <laughs> card to this meta. I so love I, that <laughs> card. I'm very excited to see the same thing happen to Julian as he plays um, What's Thalia. Is that the one from Innistrad, who makes, yeah. like, non-creature spells? one yeah. well more? And yeah. then just gets smacked across the face and thrown out oh, of the Oh, no.
0: I, I fully expect to be smite down for my, my insolence. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it.
3: Um, I want to see Julian play that one portal. What was it called? Course of Portal or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, now, you see, you, the thing is, though, if I'm going to play that, it's eight mana. So clearly I got to play oh. Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Grim Monolith, Assault Monolith, uh, Soul Ring, and all that so that I can play it on a, on a reasonable time. See, and, and now you're just going to get smacked turn. and
2: thrown out the, thrown out the place.
3: It is not coercive portal, by the way. I don't remember what which portal it was. <laughs> but it's
1: also oh, not um, Belby's portal. Yeah. Or Possessed erratic portal. portal. Possessed portal. Possessed portal.
0: There you go. The PP.
3: Right. ready for Julian Whip's PP out and <laughs> so, <Magic yeah>, so... <laughs>
1: oh, no. somebody put me in timeout. Click on the affiliate link, buy cards from us. Speakers. Well not from us, but from T C G Player through us. Uh, it means the world to us that we got the link and it'll mean even more if people use it um, legitimately it changes nothing about the way you buy cards TCG players is already one of the cheapest way to buy cards it lets you shop around as you're shopping it's an incredible service and is where I've bought cards from for a long time um, so clicking the affiliate link is gonna be uh, a pretty big deal for us now that we've got it um, let's prove that we're worth it it'
0: Thank you, Eric, for selling that better than I ever could have. And if for some reason you have every single possible card that you could ever want, but you still want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash thexdrinkers and support us there. Thanks. All
1: right, boys, shall we? Almost hung up on the Discord call instead of stopping recording.
0: Yeet.